following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got an exciting show for you guys today. And uh, before we get started, we're going to be having the Wise Guys come on from the Wise Guys show, a show that Ron actually was on last week and had a blast. Love them. And then we've got superstar actor Kevin Caliber, who's also super good looking. Uh, We met at a premiere last uh, week or so coming on, and he's got some great credits, and I think we're going to have a blast with him. We've also got a chat room filled with people, so let's say hi to Teresa Saban. Hello, hello. Cindy Lady Lake, Lady Lake Music, Angela Joseph, B. Claudia, Boomer Mays. Uh, Backpack John, I don't know who else is in there. Um, but yes, oh, everybody, and yes, you guys. So we just did If These Walls Could Talk with Tim Mawson and uh, and Wendy Stewart Kaplan. Ron looked totally different there, and now he's back to himself. So let's welcome our cool, outrageous man about town co host, Mr. Ron Russell. I love the two of them, they're good friends of mine. So I decided to do a campy drag. I had a wig and makeup, and I went on as Eileen Shapiro. And I had a huge pillow under my shirt because I had to look like Eileen with those huge bombers that she's got. And we had a fabulous show full of laughs, full of movie star talk. Please watch it. I guarantee you, you will be hysterical. Actually, everybody said it. Also, so we also have uh, Jimmy, the Aquarius View. Jimmy's in the chat room. Artist Miss Kim is in the chat room. Don Hinton is in the chat room, and they were all most of those people were all in the actual the chat room for the other show, too. So Ron did a quick presto changeo, get rid of the makeup and the wig and the boobs. And uh, and now he's back, and I think we're gonna have a lot of fun today. So I hope everybody's doing well and having a good time. They all said it was great. Yeah, also, I, did, I didn't shave and my hair's now fucked up from the wig. So forgive what I look like. Oh, you look fabulous. I do not look fabulous. I look disheveled. No, it was like freaking like awesome. Uh, I want to give a shout out too to Teresa Saban. You guys, Teresa Saban is the coolest person like ever. So Ron had a doctor's appointment on Wednesday and I talked to her while he was in the doctor's appointment. She's really like, not only is she one of the most supportive people ever, but she's really just one of the coolest ladies ever. So I just want to thank her for all the wonderful things she does for us. I went to the doctor because I have bronchitis. Could you imagine getting bronchitis? You don't get bronchitis living in the Death Valley. In the desert. But... I caught it in New York, and I got rid of it, and then it came back. Which was funny. Oh, and everybody says it was a great show with Wendy and Tim. Angela Joseph, what's up? How are you? Yay. Cindy Lady Lake, what's up? How are you? (laughs) Yay. (gasps) I'm eating mints because my stomach is upset from the shit I'm taking. 
I'm taking antibiotics and what is it? Steroids? A steroid. Steroids. Two steroids. Prednisone. No, one steroid. Prednisone. I took two of them. I know, but I know, but it's just one steroid. <laughs> oh, and they're like speed. They say you sound much better this week, though. Oh than yeah, you did last my week. voice is back. I didn't sleep last night because I took one, and the doctor said to me, "Whatever you do, take them uh, in the daytime. In the Do morning. not take them at night, or you'll never sleep." Well, I took them in the daytime, and I still didn't sleep. They last a long time. Now I took two today, so if in the middle of the show I start to fly, you know, around the room. Don't get scared. <laughs> You never know. Oh, so what are gosh. we going to talk about, boring person? What do you mean, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. You're the one who talks the first 10 minutes to tell people what you did for the weekend. What did we do? No, we didn't but do you shit. know what? Wendy Stewart kept saying Ron Russell always talks. You know what? If you see her show, she doesn't let Tim talk. She does all <laughs> the talking. So, you know, no, it, it takes one to know one or it takes one to call one. Yes, that's funny. Right? Uh, they didn't we, did, doesn't Wendy talk the whole show? No. No. He talked too. Very little. Tim Tim talks like you very little. I talk a lot. It's just that I always get shut down, but that's okay. Honey, okay. I, I, I shut you down because the show will go down. No, it won't. Jimmy, you don't have a good sense of humor. You're not a comedian. I know, but not everybody wants just laughs all the time. No, but they don't want to hear about your clothing design 50 times. What do you mean? The people in the chat room asked a question about it, so obviously somebody wanted to hear about it. <laughs> Honey, you are a businessman. You make money, not funny. That's okay. So Angelo's in our in the, in the green room, but we're going to wait a minute because it's a little bit too early. Hang on, Angelo. Uh, Angelo is one of the uh, wise guys from the Wise Guys show, and I don't know how to pronounce anybody's name, so they're going to have to let them all pronounce their own name because they're all Italian, and I can't I pronounce I bet I could pronounce them. every one of them. Um, well, we'll see when, when they come on. Well, you better be able to. You're Italian. Now, what's this thing on the top with our show? You're not seeing the painting. That's okay. And I, I lowered the painting so you could see the farmhouse and the beautiful Tuscan trees That's okay. because this oil is of Tuscany, Italy. That's actually more important up there than it's what the people are watching because we're trying to brand ourselves. So it's more important than the painting. They know who I am. Uh, I know. We need to. Let they me may go. not know who you are, but they know who I am. Uh, they definitely know who I am. Uh, actually, it was Dawn who asked about the clothes. Um, yes to that, Kim. I missed that. What else are they going to ask you about? They ask you about the clothes. Oh, Roger the Wild Child shows in the chat room, too. What's up, Roger? How you doing? Nice to see you here. You know, I didn't have lunch because we did that at the show, and I'm hungry. And I have in my refrigerator leftover, guess what? Uh, spaghetti done in... Um, uh, my brain just fainted. Spaghetti with... Um, Sun-dried tomatoes, which is my favorite, garlic and olive oil. Mm. I would have had that for lunch, but we had to do uh, the other show first and then this show. So I'll be working three hours today, and that's a lot. So I have to have a lot of stuff to think about to come up with, not to sound redundant, boring, like well, somebody next to me. You have people coming on. Mm. You don't have to worry about it. Like the people, you know, talk also. Maybe. Well, they always if do. If I allow them. Yeah, if that's true, if you allow. See, them. I look old. So what did you if, see? If I don't shave, I look like an old man. You're supposed to give your recommendations of like what people should be watching and all kinds of things. That's what you do every week. So what did you watch that you liked? We watched a movie called The Wild Wedding. I think I remember. Oh, we watched there a movie called There was a Joan Collins Tubi. movie that I really enjoyed. With David Hasselhoff. Uh, with David Hasselhoff. The name of it was... I don't know that one. The, the Secretary. On Tubi, something though. Something like that. On Tubi. We watched The Maid. That was a good one on Tubi. Right. I only watch fun movies, light comedies, 
feel-good movies, romance movies. I am not watching these horrible, dark, dreary, poor people, dirty houses, broken factories, cars smashing, crazy people beating each other up. You know, there's too much of that in the world in real life. We don't need to see it in film. I wish they would go back to filming uh, movies where they show politeness, manners, caring, goodnesses, kind people, not these violent, mean, angry, uh, shoot them, kill them, chop them, beat them up, crash into them movies. Well, I, I think that the movies that we liked a lot were The Maid uh, with um, Martin Sheen and Jacqueline Bissett. Yeah, I love Jacqueline And we Bissette. also liked... Did you know Jacqueline Bissett is Angelina Jolie's godmother? Yes. Not you, I'm telling the audience. And we also liked, um, uh, what was the one? Um, the fuck do I know? The Wild Wedding with Patrick Stewart and uh, I forgot, but they're all on TV. I know the movies, I just don't remember the titles. I don't oh, Glenn even... Close. It had Glenn Close, Patrick Stewart, and the bald guy. I forgot his name. <laughs> oh, oh, um, it was a good movie. It was good. He's the one with the three names. Uh, it was good, though. You guys should check him out. Yeah. we. I'm sorry we can't give you. We, we know I told Jimmy. We have to have a pad and paper. And every time we see a good movie, write it down. Because Jimmy's brain dead, and I've been brain dead for years. So, you know, we don't get too far helping our I just can't remember, out. like, his name. Well, I can't remember most anything. And it's not because I'm old. It's because I've always been this way. Um, I am a Gemini. I have 7,000 thoughts going in my mind at once. As I'm sitting here talking to you, I could be decorating my living room. I could be driving in my car. I could be kissing my dog. All these things come in at the same time. And who takes over or who wins the uh, the brass ring is what I remember. And I don't remember too much. Why is my mic going on? we got to get new equipment, El Cheapo. There's nothing wrong with your mic. Yeah, it's cutting in and out of my ears. Oh, I hear it one. Headphones. I hear it in one ear, then it goes off, then I hear it in the other. Ear. You know, he don't part for anything for this show. Well, you know, I don't blame him in a way because we don't make any money. We need sponsors. If anybody out there wants to really push their product, five million people watch us all over the world. I could sell your goodies in a minute. I could sell syphilis if you want me to. You didn't wear a watch today, did you? No, I didn't. I, I was apologize to Don. Don, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was washing the makeup off in the kitchen sink. Oh, is that how you did it so fast? I was well, like, I'm, I'm an old showboy. You know, this is. I mean, I used to, I used to be in full uh, rigor. What's the word? Not rigor In full uh, rigor mortis. That's no, dead. No, no, no. <laughs> rigor. What is the word I'm looking for? Regal, regalia. I used to be in full regalia. I'd go backstage to my dressing room, and then people would start to come back to see Jane Russell, who I impersonated, and they'd look and they'd say, but where is he? And I'd say, that's me. They couldn't believe that I was washed out and debroad. And they'd say to me, but you don't have boobs. She does. And they patted on my chest because I used to jack them up my pecs to look like big boobs. Excuse me for burping. It's the mints. Um, and they say, but you're Ron Russell. She, she's much shorter than you are. And I would explain on stage, we all look smaller than we are. In person, I'm six foot. In high heels, I'm six three. So I'm actually taller on stage than I am in my, my dressing room. Anyway, I had to go through all that bullshit every time I worked. Nobody believed. One woman said to me, you're so manly. 
How could you be that woman? She has a womanly figure. <laughs> you know, it's called theater. All right, so you guys listen up. You can listen to the Jimmy Star Show. We're going to bring our guests on now in one second. Uh, but you can hear us every week. We're on uh, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. I don't know. I guess they're like the same but different. Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and SoundCloud. We're on a bunch of other platforms too, but those are like the main ones that everybody uh, knows. And um, we're going to have a great show for you guys today. We're going to start to bring in our guests um, and one of them is Angelo. There's Angelo, and here's Jumping Gen- Gennaro. Is that how we pronounce it, Gennaro? And uh, an Italian in Dinapoli, it's Gennaro, but it's Jumping Gennaro to everybody else. <laughs> Jumping Gennaro, all right. <laughs> and Angelo, what's your last name? Uh, it's pronounced Acetta. Acetta. Okay. You know what Acetta is? Yeah. No, no Acetta is vinegar. Well, in translation for Italian, Achetta means axe, but it also means to accept, as in accept a letter or a gift. Acha. But but Acha. Achita. Achita. Achita is is right. Yes. That's vinegar. That's vinegar. Good. I like love it. Where's the rest of them? There's only one more, I think, coming, but he's not here yet. I love you guys. You guys, goombas. So everybody knows these are two of the guys from the Wise Guys show. Ron was on their show. Look how handsome uh, Italian men are. I know. Ron Look, at us. Show Look last at us. We're drop dead good looking. <laughs> I, I want to give you. I want to give you guys a compliment too. It's one of you guys. I guess it's jumping. I don't know. You have static in the background. I don't know why that is. Why is that? You uh, hearing static? On my end? Let me get a little bit closer. Hold on a minute. It could be the air condition. No, it's off. The air condition is off. Is there anything else? Any backup? <laughs> you still hear something? It's a little bit better. I think she's gonna. She'll probably turn you on and off as you're going along, and tech, when you're not talking, just to make sure. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't hear jack shit. That's okay. You don't have to hear it. I don't so, hear anything. So, uh, and if he moves any closer, the women in the audience are gonna have heart attacks. <laughs> and so, they'll be throwing their panties at their TV oh. monitors. So I just, just. Just so you know, I, go ahead. I was going to say, do you have a headphone that you can like throw? There's like, a the other one. Oh, there's Freddie. There's the other one. My boys are here. My joys are If jump in general, if you have a headset you can plug into your computer, it'll make that go away. Hey, I couldn't hear you guys, but uh, look, I forgot to plug it in. <laughs> well, that, that's why your wife is not so happy. <laughs> So hold on. So first of all, before I introduce you guys, I want to give you like a, a big compliment. And the compliment is, so Ron gets goes on these shows like all the time. I'm not kidding you. Like all Chuck, the time. Chuck, 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 Everybody Chuck, always Chuck. wants him to go on the shows, and he doesn't really like doing it. And I told him he was going to be Wait, on this. Let me explain better. They're assholes. They're nobody <laughs> jerk-offs that decided they're going to be talk show hosts. <laughs> I, I have interviewed over 4,000 people in my career. I have been on the air 25 years interviewing, and it's still difficult. How the fuck do you think that by Wednesday you could be a talk show host? That's interesting. They all say, I wind up taking over the show. I give them a great show. And, you know, and they're not even nice about it, writing about it. You guys are fabulous. Wait, wait a second. So I, you, also, know, I'm you interrupted my story, though. Because you're a fucking boy. I know. I, I'm going to talk. So this is my story. So so he got off because he. I had to beg him. He's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. You know, it was one minute uh, before. Four, I was like, they're going to call your phone. You got to no, do it. You're going to have a good time. I said, what am I going to do with four whops from New Jersey? Uh, okay. So anyway, he got off the phone and he came Love in me. and he said, 
That's like the funnest show that I have been on out of the hundreds of shows that I've been on. That's like the funnest one. I had a blast. And and, and, and I then said, invite them on our show. And now here you are. So it's a very yeah. big compliment because he never likes anybody's show. Well, no, no, no. Also, I'm a very prejudiced person. I love oh. my own. No, I love my own kind. Doesn't everybody? Absolutely. I mean, they talk about America intermixing bullshit. You go to New Jersey, there's the, the black section, the Hispanic section, the Italian section, the German section. Same thing in New York. Nobody's, nobody's moving into the neighborhoods. You cannot go to Mill Basin and be black. They'll shoot you. They'll never, they'll never look back and realize that the Israelis and the Muslims never, have, still haven't gotten along all these years. It, that, that's the perfect... Uh, no, but seriously, we are not... Yeah, we have neighborhoods. In California, we have... Istanbul neighborhood, Chinatown neighborhood. We got every fucking country neighborhood here. And, and but nobody's intermixing. Nobody's really, everybody's racially incorrect. Everybody, so everybody's prejudiced. This bullshit about America loves everybody. That's a crock of shit. I have been in many Italian homes and I won't even repeat what they say. I've been in Jewish homes That's and true. I won't repeat what they say. Yet on Facebook and out, I love everybody. Everybody's equal. Bullshit. <laughs> anyway, anyway, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show yeah, with Ron bullshit. Russell. These are three of the hosts from the Wise Guys Show. They're super fun. They're super talented, and they're Italian. We've got Angelo Jumpin' Gennaro and Freddie the Fireman Tenor. How do you pronounce your last name, Freddie? Tenor. Tenor. There we go. So we want to welcome you guys to the show. You already know my outrageous co-host Ron Russell. We got yeah, a chat absolutely. room full of people. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. How are you? Hey, hello, everyone. How we doing? You know what I like the most about you guys is, and I hope I'm correct in what I'm going to say, that you're not homophobic. So you're nice to me, and I'm gay, and you're not homophobic. You know, don't be afraid that if ever I'm in your company, I'm going to try to grab your dick because I don't, I don't do that. It's, it's most straight men's fantasy. You know that. A lot of straight men say to me, you know, I'm not gay, so don't grab my dick. And I said the thought never occurred to me, but it has occurred to you. So possibly you really want me to grab your dick. Nah. Because you're a closet case faggot. <laughs> now, once in a while, can you hear me? I just yes. want to make sure. because Okay, once in a while we grab our own, but that's, you know, that's because well, that's, 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 that's what, that's what good friends okay do. There, you know I mean? No, good friends do that. They play hide the sausage and have fun. Yeah, we play anyway, hide the salami. Hide the salami. There right. you go. The sausage is too little, I agree. We're Italian. <laughs> so how about with one, one of you guys? Because I went on your Facebook page and looked, and you guys went to MobCon, and I've we've know we know a whole bunch of those people from MobCon. We've had them on the show, or I've dressed a bunch of them as a celebrity clothing designer. Well, here we back go in with the day. that celebrity clothing and, uh, designer. So so one one of you, I don't care who, uh, tell us a little bit about the Wild Guys show, so we can like actually pump it up for some publicity for people to go listen to it. Well, I could just real quick. Let me say because I've been there the longest. Uh, we we we're actually a spinoff of uh, of the original Wise Guy Show. Hang on, who's talking? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the background. I'm in a cafe over here. Well, tell them uh, to shut the fuck up. You got something to get the fuck out. Oh, excuse my language. <laughs> no, tell them. No, you can say fuck all you want. Tell them to shut up. No, listen to me. Tell them yeah. to shut up. I know people in Brooklyn. <laughs> Go ahead. Can, can you hear me though? Can you hear me? Um, yes. Right. Now, who's that fucking big mouth? Yeah. Somebody in the cafe. Right, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just show it. Stick him in the fucking bathroom. <laughs> you know, get that cocksucker over here. I want to straighten him out. <laughs> yeah. 
But um, we're actually spinoff of the of the original Wise Guy show from uh, Sirius XM. Uh, we knew all of them. Uh, we're friends with a lot of them. Some of them passed. Uh, Cha-Cha John Ciarcia, who I named because um, he was the one who gave us the, I guess, the the okay to do to give it a shot because he loved the show so much. Um, give us the baton. Yeah, and uh, and then we, we started it uh, uh, in someone's garage uh, in 2011 or, or eight, no, I'm sorry, 2009, and it didn't do too well, and then it ended. And we brought it back in uh, for 2014, and we've been going uh, ever since. But names, people have changed, just like any other show. But uh, we're 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 just growing. And yeah, uh, let me tell you that. something. I have a lot of friends on Long Island and Brooklyn. I mentioned this show because I was excited about it. My friend John Vecchio says they're on my Facebook page, or he's heard you on the radio, if I'm not incorrect. Also, a lot of my Brooklyn friends know of you. Yes. So it seems that your name is out among all the Guido Italians. They love you. Yep. Yeah. So that, it, what, that's good. And I promote you. I always say you have to listen to this show. It's a good show. These guys are wild. So and I'm going to just comment on that. And and uh, Jimmy Starr, Ron Russell, thank you again for having us on your show. Just so you know, I, I'm a I'm a very uh, strong, hardworking, uh, proud American, Italian-American. I took break from work just to come to home and make sure there was no sound in the background, no interruption for respect. Yeah, way to um, go, Freddie. Are you married? Are you married? Me? Yes. I got oh, two, two wonderful two, kids. Well, I got yes. two wonderful daughters. I could have pushed one on you if you were single. <laughs> oh, well, if you have, If you have a good a good looking uh, granddaughter for my son, 21, she's got to be, I'm sure, you know, uh, respectful. Most importantly, we hold our old values, old school. Uh, I instilled that in, in not only my son and my daughter. It's very crucial. Uh, uh, all the uh, mumbo jumbo that goes on in the world, I, I give them the old school. And, uh, you know, I gave uh, my daughters the same upbringing. Now, listen, yeah. maybe you got somebody for my daughter, Leslie. Leslie was first runner up in Miss America. She was Power's number one top model. She looks like Grace Kelly. She's a beautiful, well managed clean-cut girl. She doesn't fuck around. She cooks, cleans, and she's totally Italian. She speaks Italian, reads and writes Italian. And she was raised with my value, you know, the old-fashioned values. How old is, how old is Where the hell was she seven years ago, man? Well, I'm not going to say her age because then you're going to think she's a wretched bitch. But she's 51 and gorgeous. She looks So 31. she's really 41 is what does you're she like? Does she like 33-year-olds? No, I you're know. probably too young. <laughs> no, no, no. Let, let's, 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 my wife's in the other room. <laughs> no, Leslie grew up in my world. So Leslie has dated a lot of uh, famous movie actors, and she didn't like the movie guys. She said, you know, I don't want to go out with a mirror, where they were in a mirror all the time. And Leslie is looking for a nice Italian guy. She was going out with Joe D'Archi, who is from Florida, and they got engaged, and they were going to get married, and then at the last minute he backed out because he's afraid of marriage. So my daughter said, I want a man, not a mouse. Goodbye. Um, Leslie is intelligent. Now, my daughter Deirdre, on the other hand, is a gorgeous, red-headed, blue-eyed broad that you don't want to you don't want to hassle she's with. She's a fire. She's, she, a, yeah, redhead, redhead she's a She's a Lucille Ball. She, redhead, she's redhead. 46 years old. She's a Lucille Ball. No, she's worse. She's 46. <laughs> she's 46 or 45 years old. She's six foot high, redhead, gorgeous, gorgeous. 
but she will put you in your place in two seconds. You can't play with her. Don't grip sounds her. Sounds like sounds like my wife and my daughter. No, <laughs> you, you talk. You t- listen. My daughter went out with a nice guy first date. They went to a bar, right? She's sitting there, and he looks down at her feet. She had high heels on with straps. He said, "Oh, I can't wait to lick your feet." So my daughter looked, and she said, "No, go home and lick your mother's feet." And she walked out. Hey, hey so that's- yes, Angelo, go. I just, I just want to. You guys talking about daughters and whatnot. My daughter, um, she just turned a year last month, and I just want to show you how beautiful she is. Oh, she's the my first, she's congratulations! My first child. Congratulations! Well, she's she's got- showing you his one-year-old daughter. He just just turned one. His daughter. My wife, so my wife is, yeah, my wife's getting so old lucky. Already, of course. You're so lucky. I want Thank you. Yours. But I want... I mean, you guys are talking about, you know, of the upbringing and stuff like that. I'm a first uh, first generation Italian American. My both my parents were born uh, in Italy. So I'm going to raise her the same way they raised me. And uh, oh, here she comes. Vini qua papa. Vini qua papa. Vini oh. qua papa. Isn't that that papa. Come over here, sweetheart. Oh, my gosh. Look, look at, at her. How adorable oh, she, is. she is not a wop. Look at that guinea face. I love <laughs> it. Ciao, beautiful. Papa, you look like such a beautiful Hi. Italian girl. <laughs> Look at you. You got the face of Italy, the map of oh Italy. Oh, my gosh. She's adorable. She, all Italians are beautiful, Jimmy. Why did you pick me? You know, Italian, very few ugly Italians, if you notice. Other races have a lot of ugly people. But Italian men especially are very handsome. We're, we're Romans. We're Romans. The, yeah. statues, the statues were sculpted after us. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But uh, French men are little petite little things. They're not so hot. <laughs> Irish people, they tend to have bad teeth. English people have bad teeth. Uh, well, the French, is that because that's why the French say wee oui, wee? Oui? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're little. They're little. They say we we. We say we say in Naples we say bastone. Right. Bastone. And and in Genovese we say Mobelline. <laughs> so wait, how did you guys actually know each other to do to, to become to be on the podcast? Since Freddie, you started out first. How did you meet them to come on the podcast? Well, I told you a lot of faces have changed throughout the years, and uh, uh, when a few had left the show. Uh, I grew up with Mike, and uh, I thought of nobody better to ask to replace one of the guys that had left. It was Mike. Uh, when we grew up, Mike uh, was the kind of guy that if you were in the car listening to him talk, you'd have, and you were driving, you would have to pull over. If not, you'd end up crashing into a brick wall laughing so hard because of something he said. So, and uh, he's from the old neighborhood, so it was a perfect fit. Just, now, just to now, give you, you a guys, little... Mike is jumping, so you know you oh, guys. Wait, now you're the fireman, right? Yes. Yeah, so, 25 what? years. So what? Uh, what's it like being a fireman? That's like a scary job. Well, I did. I worked in Newark for uh, 25 years. Uh, you know, it's just uh, like any other job. It's uh, you had your bumps and bruises along the way, a lot of crazy stuff. But um, you know, I survived and retired. Listen. If, oh, so he's listen, retired now. If the mayor or the governor's house in New York goes on fire, don't go. I'm in New Jersey, Newark. Yeah, Newark. we ain't going to get there. Fuck. Tell, let me, tell the New York. Fuck that guy, Angela said. What did he say? Angela said, fuck that guy. No, really. So just to give you a little idea of our neighborhood, Freddie and I grew up, and even though I was in Belleville, he was Newark and Belleville, we, we kind of grew up right on the borderline of Newark and Belleville, where the greats, uh, Frankie Valley was right across the way, Joe Pesci, um, uh, Frank Sinatra, nah. not Sinatra. Well, Sinatra came to the neighborhood. He used to buy bread from one of our bakeries. <laughs> yeah, but but we were literally in Silver Lake area. 
Uh, what other legends? Uh, all of the Jersey boys, they grew up right in our neighborhood. You know, the musical, that happened literally like where we grew up. Yeah. And, and so we, so culturally, we were the next generation from that previous generation of the same old school upbringing. And here, we, Freddie. I'm sorry, go. Yeah, Freddie and I were pretty much the last of the Mohegan. There's another generation there still. Yeah, but nothing like ours. Maybe Not, nothing you know, like ours. Maybe you know what I'm going to talk about. There was a bar in that part of your town. I don't remember the name, but the girl that ran it was the daughter Roxy's. of the, And she was gorgeous. Roxy's? Rox, Roxy's? Probably, maybe. I used to meet a lot of my uh, unsavory friends, shall we say, there. Um, fabulous. She was the most beautiful girl in the world. To, I mean, really. Now you know who I'm talking about. It was on a main road, a main street somewhere. Oh, wait a I, minute. You're, I'm, are you, you're not thinking. No, you're saying... Um, it was a mafia yeah, hangout. Yeah, yeah, but I was saying um the Vesuvius? I'm not gonna remember. Yeah, well that she was, was she was a young girl and her father owned the bar. He was he was a big shot in the in the mob. And uh she was she was just a beautiful girl. Sweet. This was about maybe twenty years ago when I went there. Oh, 20 years ago. I thought you were talking about 40 years ago because Roxy's was the place. It wasn't 20 years ago. It was 40 years ago. He didn't know what he's talking about. Maybe it was 40 years ago. Well, the legendary place was called Roxy's. That was also right near the park, uh, Cherry Blossom Park. Right. And Roxy was the place where everybody went to. You know, it was a it was a A hangout. Italian. Italian. But the barmaid was a beautiful girl. They're not old enough to know. Forty years ago, well, listen, like there's there's a old. lot. There's there actually a lot, a lot of, of bars. There's oh, a lot of places. bars. There's a lot of yeah, places. There was yeah, Vesuvius uh, restaurant I bar. I used to go there with my friends. They know Belmont. There was the 40. Belmont that had a bar, famous bar, and it was food place, but it also had a famous bar where everybody went to drink. Also, so. we used to go in a friend's limo, and he never parked. He double parked, and all the cars were double parked in the front of this bar, and I said. You don't get tickets, and she said, "No, we pay." You're not. You're not. He's not talking about the Belmont. The Belmont was a Belmont Tavern. No, I don't remember. It's funny, but Angelo was not even alive forty years ago. Uh, Jimmy, he said I don't. Jimmy, I don't think it was forty years ago. I was living in uh, where the fuck was I living? In New York City, in Manhattan. Do you, re- do you remember anything specifically of the interior of the place? Yeah, anything? you walk in. The bar was to the right. It was a long bar. And it looked like a bar, like an old-fashioned bar, like it had been there years ago. There's a years. lot of pictures of movie stars and... and I don't... Uh, that I don't... I would have noticed that, but yeah. I don't remember. I went there, and this girl was just so beautiful. I was having a crush on her, you know. Hey, well, this is the Sicilian sleeper, by the way. Hey, he, he, Sicilian sleeper. Are you the big mouth that's ruining our show? How are you? Good, how are you? Are you the big mouth ruining <laughs> our show? No. Yeah. No, no, he's... Uh, He's the he's a uh, he, he went to um, uh, sleep, a sleep apnea doctor. Okay, listen, listen. Now he's All right, now. Not, Hey, guys, hold on, Ron, Ron and Jimmy. Before before you guys, I just want to mention something. So uh, in Hoboken, I live actually right next door to where Sinatra was born. As you can see, the that's where on the it right was. Here. I think it was in Hoboken. Oh, maybe. Yep, that's the oh, plaque. That's on the cool. Wall. Look at that. That's the plaque on the wall for Frank Sinatra's house next door to him. Yeah, my uh, my wife was born and raised right here next to where he was born. So the first night I walked her home and I saw that black, I was like, I, I got to fucking marry you. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never met Frank Sinatra. 
living in Palm Ooh. Springs, you think I would because he loved it here. But I did know Jane Russell. She was my best friend for many years. And she was also Frank Sinatra's best friend. And she used to tell me stories about Frank. And the one, I said, what was Ava Gardner like? And she said she was a nut. Uh, she really drove uh, Frank crazy. Uh, I said, well, you know, he was not exactly a walk in the park. He was banging everything that walked. And she said, so was Ava. And that was the problem with their marriage. They both liked running around partying and drinking. And that's how come they divorced. But did you know he kept her for the rest of her life? He supported her till she died. Oh, wow. she, she hadn't any money. He never got over Ava Gardner. Frank Sinatra just loved her with all his heart and soul. So well, uh, Go ahead. I, I know the, the greatest stories of all about uh, Sinatra when he was uh, hanging out in Vegas and then he would just jump in the plane and go to Italy with his boys, with the Rat Pack. Just that's, that's, you know, try to duplicate that now. That's, that's living life, you know. Well, now you have to wear a mask and show proof. They had their private plane, you know, the private jet. No, Jimmy and I flew to New York a while. That's why I caught the bronchitis I have. And we had to sit with masks on in the plane. And I said to him, this is so fucking stupid. You know, let people have a choice. If they want to die, let them die. If they want to take a choice, a shot, take a shot. So every now and then I took the mask off until when I saw the stewardess, or the, what do they call them now? Not stewardess. Flight attendant. Flight attendant whores. I say, <laughs> I, I, I take my mask off a little bit and I breathe. I mean, how, how could you? They, I was ready to eat the nuts they gave us and the bottle of water, which was so generous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember flying years ago, we had a, a tray with steak, potato, a vegetable, a cocktail, coffee, and a dessert. And I flew cross country for 250 round trip. You're talking about when it was Alitalia, it was really Alitalia? No, I flew, or, Pan, I flew yeah. Pan American all the Pan time. Pan Am, yeah. That's when they really treated you well, back yeah, in the uh, day. Pan Am was a fabulous airline. Nowadays, yeah, it it's a nightmare. I mean, Jimmy and I were fighting our whole trip across. You know, I just had the open heart surgery. I needed a wheelchair. They never brought me a wheelchair. Wow. They, the flight left without us, the connecting flight. We had to get in a, uh, fuck it, it was just a nightmare. Traveling today stinks. It's not chic or wonderful anymore. You know. So uh, so uh, where are you? You're in California right now? Yeah, exactly Palm, Spring. Where? Palm, Palm Springs. Palm Springs. So, so there's, uh, not too far from where I live, it's actually, uh, it's probably about 15 minutes from here. I was just at a, um, a party celebration dinner for my daughter's lacrosse team. And this gentleman comes out. He's the owner of the place. Uh, we were outside. And, uh, you know, there's some Sinatra music going on. And I just started singing along with it. And he and he calls me over. He said, uh, he says, uh, I'm going to tell you a great story about Sinatra. And so I said, well, I'm, I'm always in, interested in a great Sinatra story. He goes, you know, he says, I was his cook. And it was in Palm Springs. He says, I, I was his cook for almost a decade, he said. I was his personal chef. And then he takes me out inside. Freddie, did I tell you about this? I, did I tell you? About, I don't, okay. Anyway, I, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned because I said, we got to go visit this guy and, uh, and, and get, you know, visit his restaurant, do a plug for his restaurant, have some dinner, and, 
and uh, I'm sure he's got a lot, lot more great stories to tell. But um, I think Bobby Chez told us a great story about Sinatra when he, he knew that he had made his mark as a, as a three-time world champion when Sinatra called him to the backstage and, and recognized him and called him out. So I always, always love a great Sinatra story. Oh shit! Well, Freddie's Sinat- in the bathroom. Sinat- <laughs> no, I got. I went. I went in the other room because um, they were. Just, you know, it's a cafe, and there was nobody there at the time. But people start walking in. By the way, we were we were talking about the Vesuvius. Yes. Did I lose uh, Oh, I knew Vesuvius. I used to go there all the time. I love Vesuvius. Well, he's literally like a half a block away from there. That cafe no, in Mezzo. Is Vesuvius still there? I thought it went out of business. It went out of business. Hey guys, it was taken I'm over. Be right back. Okay. They had good food. In get okay, Freddie. They had very good food. Excellent. And he actually uh, was taken over by the Gincarelli family. Uh, family from Calabria. They make, uh, what is it, $6 pizza, friend? Freddie, $7 pizza now? They're we, we le- made, great. Yeah, six, $6. $6. Well, they're legendary for the 6 or $7 pie. Uh, and they're still there. And the father... He actually used to cook for the uh, previous owners back in the day of the Vesuvius. And uh, my understanding is, talking about the Vesuvius, that's where De Niro met Pesci at some kind of a gathering and observed and was watching him, you know, sitting at the table. And that that was the time, my understanding is, where he actually uh, met Pesci for the first time, and then eventually wanted him to play uh, his brother in uh, the Raging Bull. That's where it's supposedly... You know, there was also a Vesuvio mm. in Florida. You know that. Uh, I probably, I would imagine. Oh, no, I mean, uh, where everybody hung out. Well, I, I, I used to go to that one also. That closed. And I think the people that owned the Vesuvius up north also owned the one down there. Did you ever go to Florida, to the restaurant? Did you ever go to uh, Cadillac, Johnny Cadillac's place? I oh, yeah. yeah. Air, airport. Freddie has. Air, with all the muscles. They give you all the muscles for free. Yeah, I traveled all over. I love Johnny's <laughs> airport. Oh, uh, no, I don't remember there. Oh, perfect. What, what was it called? Air, 59 Airport something? Oh, yeah. Runway. Air, runway 59. And it looked like an airplane. And Johnny Cadillac used to be there. He died now. Well, um, you uh, you uh. We talked about when you come to the Jersey coast again, we'll take you to places out here that you're going to say, you know what? This reminds me of my, you know, family's table. I mean, that's the way well, we, we, you know, what? I, I go to Brooklyn. All my friends live in mill basin and there are so many, listen, one night we, they did a joke. I loved it. They got a panel truck, no windows. They put a sofa in it. They got a gang of, I was married at the time. They, my wife and I, and a bunch of people got in the truck, we didn't know where we were going. They took us to Coney Island. In Coney Island, there was this dumpy restaurant where the old man and the old lady were cooking. They were 100 years old. And he used to say, Maladetta putana. And she said, Mavafanculo. And they would fight back and forth, back and forth. Well, we went in the back room. Now, everybody's drinking and drinking and drinking. And there was a picture of Mona Lisa on the wall. One of my friends made a hole in the mat and stuck a cigarette. Now we look at the flies that were all stuck to the mirror and we're starting to throw up. So we ordered the food. The food was out of this world. In those days, the bill was like $350. So we left the $350 tip. 
because we destroyed the back room. We started throwing food at each other. I mean, my daughter was a kid. Oh she loved it. Uh, we had a lot of fun with our friends in Brooklyn, and I love them so much, and I miss them so much. Um, because so, so basically, that's the so that that's a big part of our show, and it's 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 great that you just pointed that out. Is that we bring back those stories from your neighborhood, from our neighborhood, from Long Island. We all had the same stories growing up, and those are the stories that people miss. But we have this energy, and we bring people together. There's so many, so many people out there that are just negative and they're drunk, trying to cause division and destruction. We uh, are called the Wise Guy Show, but we are an entertainment platform, but we're about uh, bringing our energy in and, and bringing people together. Let me tell you so, something. When I'm with you guys, I feel at home. I go to ha homes of movie stars and mansions. I'm not bragging. I'm telling a, a story. Right. I mean, places that people wish they could go to. I have a nice time. But when I go to the apartments or the houses in Florida and Brooklyn of my friends and we sit down and the food starts to come out and the conversations and the laughing and then after the dessert and then the cards come out, I am the happiest camper there is in earth. You're you know, home. You never, you're home. you never forget what you grew up with. Exactly. You're home. You never do. You're home. And that's yeah. another thing we, you know, we remind people of. Well, that's you why know? I love you guys, because like even right now, I feel so close to you. I feel like I could trust you, whereas out here, you don't trust anybody. They're all full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's right. No, he's right about that. No, I mean, I feel like if I was in that room now with you and I had a problem, I would tell you, but I won't tell anybody out here. Now, do you have at least a neighbor or one or two neighbors that well, will come uh, over with a bottle I'll, of wine? I'll do, I'll do it in Italian. Son tutti americani. So wait, Angela, though, Angela, how did you get like involved then? So those two grew up and knew each other. Uh, by looking at you, I'm going to say you look like you're a little bit younger uh, than they are. So Another yeah. handsome. So <laughs> handsome. Yeah, well, okay. Well, here's my story with the Wise Guy Show. Um, actually, our, our other co-host, Biagio. Uh, I was out with my wife at San Gennaro Feast in New York City, um, and we were sitting at we were sitting at a dinner table, and Biagio was sitting at a table next to us, and I guess he overheard me speaking Italian, and you know he's like, "Wow, you don't speak very well." He's like, uh, "How old are you?" And I told him my age, and he just uh, we just hit it off from that night, and then he invited me as a as a uh, guest on the show uh, about a year and a half ago. And then after I was guesting the show, Freddie and Mike uh, called me up and they're like, listen, you know, we love, we love you. We love they, you love our culture and you want to carry out traditions and, you know, you speak Italian and just everything. And they asked if it could be a, a co-host on the show. And I, of course, I said, absolutely, because that's what it's all about. And, well, first know, of I mean, all, the, it's, uh, you, you have to get out. You got to get everybody's approval. So Freddie said, what do you think? I said, oh, yeah, that too. He, yeah, he was in. And I said, I know Angelo's family. You know, for many years, I I serviced his father's. I'm in also in the auto business. I serviced his father's car over twenty some odd years ago, and I knew his. And ironically, uh, when I got married, uh, a very uh, co big coincidence. I don't think it's coincidence; it's destined. But my mother-in-law is uh, from Altamura, and there's a lot of, of people that are from uh, Malpatese. In Hoboken, Altamura, 
and they would go to his dad uh, travel agency in Hoboken. So, so when I wanted something special, I didn't want to go to Hawaii. And I don't want, if I went to Italy, I have to spend time with my family, which I would love to do, but I want to do something different. So I want to go to Greece. And so I went to his father and I said, uh, Rafael, I said, um, I want to go to Greece, but I have friends of mine from Greece said, yeah, Mykonos is nice. Yeah, Crete is nice. But if you really want to see Greece, you got to go to uh, Thessaloniki. So I'm going to his father and I'm saying his name, Halkidiki, Thessaloniki. Oh. And his father's spinning. He goes, look, Mike, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get in touch with the Greek tourist board, he says, and then I'm going to find something for you. Well, not only did he hook us up with like $6,000, we saw the world. We had breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the best places. And they, and they refused to take a tip. You go to the airport, you know, the cab driver, the, the limo driver, nobody wanted to take money. So it was all incorporated. So uh, I know his family for a very long time, and I said, that's, in, that's an easy deal. He's a younger guy. He's inspired culturally. And I knew he would bring something great to the show. So, um, so but- what, how often is the show? Like for people who want to know how they see it, when is, this, is it a, a, a weekly thing, a, a, da- a daily thing? How, when, how, when is Go ahead, Freddie. Do some talking. It's, it's, a, bi, it's a bi-weekly uh, show. Uh, we were doing it every week, but uh, we did it bi-weekly because we, we found to find more information to talk about on each show. But now we're even considered doing it a m- once a month because um, we, we have a couple uh, uh, things we're working on uh, in Atlantic City that we may be having to do with once a month can I uh, give for you a casino. Can I, can I give you a suggestion? Why don't you guys take it out of the studio and film New Jersey? Everybody would love to see what you're talking about because I do that. On my other TV show that I had years ago, I would camp, I'd interview the movie star and then take the camera out and give the people a feeling of what the fuck I'm talking it's about. It's amazing. Well, amazing well, that's, but that's, well, that's because, what we do, you know, kind of. We're going to, going to Mob Movie Con, um, going to uh, Celebrity Boxing. I mean, that's all yeah, in New you Jersey. Should have, you should have footage right now of Hoboken because it's changed. Hoboken used to be a slum years ago, remember? when it was poor we do that we do that we do now that. it's we regentrified itself hobo one of you, a, you can't afford to buy a fucking house in hobo and years ago they were giving it away that's right well, hey, hey ron well, i'm gonna Ron's, say this you to want, you hold on hold on mike hold on mike i'll spend i'll spend my father we you know me and my wife we live in the building that my father-in-law owned and that we're actually looking to sell it for uh 3.5 million you want to come over and buy it <laughs> <laughs> no no i can't you know what boys I'm not a Californian. I never was. I never will be. The reason why the people out here like me is because I'm a, I'm a Brooklyn guy. I tell it like it is. No smoke up your ass. And they appreciate that because out here they're all phonies. They're all full of shit. They're all actors and actresses and delusional people. And I'm the only one that really is real. When they come to my house, I cook. We sit down at the table. We eat. We play. You know, they love that because they never had it. Uh, I forgot what I was talking about. I went got got into buying his three point five million dollar house apartment. (laughs) If I could, no, if I could, I would move to the Hamptons on Long Island in a minute. I'm a Long Island boy because I did live there most of my life, my adult life. And I love Long Island. I love it. So go back to jumping. Jumping, you were going to say something before. Anyway, if I were going to spend $3.5 million, it would be in the Hamptons. Well, uh, Ron, again, you tapped on something that we've been talking about for a while. Uh, we, 
uh, Freddie and I have been talking about, by the way, if you look at our opening, when you go to the Wise Guys show recording of the page, if you see your, the show that we interviewed you with, Ron, the opening is actually our old neighbor. That guy's big mouth. Uh, hey, you in the green shirt. <laughs> no, that's go, not him. It's the whole No, I know that, but you in the green shirt. Go knock that guy in the face that's making all that noise. <laughs> actually, what's ironic fucking is he is this so fucking old guinea. He is a Sicilian sleeper because he usually is nodding on the back uh, on the chair. Yeah, well, tell him to wake up and smack that guy around. <laughs> Shut him up. Tell him to go to sleep. No, not to wake up. But uh, um, uh, so uh, we went anywhere that anywhere that we go, people now not only they recognize us, they embrace us, and they want to meet us. So one of the ideas we've been talking about is doing meet and greets in different cities. We're going to be in Philadelphia in September. The Wise Guys show is now being hired to host different uh, performances. We got the Uncle Louie Variety Show. These are two big guys, Great Hearts in Syracuse, New York. Uh, they do a lot of social media uh, comedy, and they, they do touring and comedy. We're going to open up with them and Biagio, who's one of the Wise Guys show uh, guys, and he's he's a singer, so he's going to be singing on that show. When we go to Philly, there's going to be people waiting to meet with us. When we were down in Atlantic City for Mob Movie Con and uh, Soprano Con, people already were coming to us. So we're going to different it's locations. It's starting to happen. Yeah. Listen, we're do, gonna... you, do you know my friend Soho Johnny? Yes, we do. He's been on a show. Absolutely. Johnny, that, yeah. That, I have to see that show. Johnny... <laughs> Excuse me for coughing. Johnny's like me. Johnny will tell it like it is, and he don't give a shit. Because, you know, he owns half of New York City. He owns all of Soho. Not all of it. But well, he owns, a, he owns a chunk of it. You know, he could buy and sell everybody we know. And he's a cool guy. You know what he did? Listen to this. I'm having my birthday party out in Long Island, way out on Long Island. Soho lives in Jersey. No, Connecticut. Connecticut. Soho and Nino, his best friend, drove all that way. Uncle Nino. Hours. Yeah, two and a half hours to come see me to wish me a happy birthday. And what'd they bring me? Mm, you wouldn't believe. Pasta chota, cannoli. I was killing myself. I, I was going to have a diabetic overdose. I mean, I, I haven't <laughs> seen pastries like that in years. But they brought me a box so big. Delicious, and they those uh, he got those in I think New Jersey on their drive down. Well, you know, we I, have our family has uh, aroma di Napoli, which is a is basically flavorings from Naples, and uh, that's also in my family. So, like I said, you come here, you're gonna get spoiled. Uh, we'll we'll no, take I, you. I, I'm gonna get fat. Well, you're gonna <laughs> get fat too. Uh, that's, that's a lot of bullshit, you know. I eat a lot of I, I, last night. You know what I made for dinner. A spaghettini in sun-dried tomatoes. What's important is you can eat it. You just got to burn it off. You got to go no, walking. No, you you got to watch. You got to walk. You got to walk. The bread and nah, the Nah, fuck that shit, man. I just see no exercise. <laughs> That's the truth, right there. I, I, agree with, I agree with you. The bread and the cake or the desserts. After, and then you fall asleep. Oh, yeah, you you got to stay, the... stay in uh, shape sometime a little bit, though, because, you know, a fireman used to always have to stay in shape for their job, but uh, well, I, became I became accustomed to it because now I live, I still hang out in the neighborhood. Even though I'm 50-something, 52, I'm going to be 52, you still got to protect yourself. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm 81 years old, and I'm only 15 pounds up from what I was 20 years ago. So I, I maintain a, a, a good diet 
because I'm, oh, I'm not ready to kick the bucket yet. What's the uh, place now? Have you been going out? Have you been cooking at home? Have you been going out more? Well, I don't go out. I don't go to rut. When, when you were going out before all this madness. No, when you no, were, no, no, I don't. He hates going Listen, out. Listen, when they cook a pasta, they use motor oil, okay? They don't use 100% olive oil virgin like I do. They don't use the mushrooms I use. They use shit. You know, I have a friend of mine. She's a dog. You go mushroom picking? No, wait. My friend Perry Winkler. Listen to my story. My friend Perry Winkler, nice Jewish woman, rich as bitch. She'll be 100 years old in two weeks, okay? Years ago, we went to a restaurant in Florida. She said, Ronald, darling, you're going to faint. The food is to die for. It is the most delicious food, I've, Italian food I've ever eaten. I don't go to Italian restaurants because you could puke. Anyway, I went to satisfy her. The, the sauce burned. It tasted like shit. And I took her outside where the garbage was. And I said, see, Perry, that 50-gallon can, tomatoes were in there. They make that shit and they buy it in 50-gallon in cans. And she was carrying on. I said, you think it was better than mine? I wanted to punch her right in her face. <laughs> no, she did say, Ronald, yours tastes different. I said, different, like better than the fucking canned good, that shit that they serve you? You mean and, the real stuff? And $21 for a fucking plate of spaghetti? What are you, nuts? Get the fungal. What I was at, what I really wanted to know, okay, maybe not to go out and eat you know, the way you're going to eat like home, that's never going to happen. We all cook here. We all cook at home as well. What I'm saying, where's a place that you, in your neighborhood, you say, you know, that is a popular place that people will go to. That's really what I, what I wanted to know. If you go to the, in California, there's no fucking popular places. If you go to Beverly Hills, there's an Italian restaurant there that does a very decent pasta because the guy's from Italy, from Milano, and he's the number one chef in the fucking world over the bullshit. If you don't mind paying $44 for spaghetti. And what's the uh, name of the place? Um, Robert Wagner and Natalie Wood always went there. I, on Thursday nights, they had they bought the table. You used to go there all I the time. I used to go there all the time. I he doesn't to, remember. I, I do remember. It was started with an F. Um, it'll come back to me. It'll him. come back to me. But anyway. Yeah, pasta Fajoli. No, 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 no. I had a fancy, fancy, fancy <laughs> name. So hold on. Going back to you Very guys. Very famous restaurant. Because the chef was good. We have like 10 minutes left, and I want to make sure I get stuff in. So how do people see your show? Where do they need to go to see your All show? Right. Well, let me tell you. You got to come to our Facebook group page to see everything we do or go to our YouTube page and see everything we do. We, we have both pages. We we push the, uh, the Facebook group page, the Wise Guy Show, uh, because that's where we do our show from. Um, we're syndicated on... Uh, nine other uh, internet radio networks, uh, ItalianAmericanRadio.com. You can go there. Um, uh, Nine twenty WON, the Apple, uh, Dreamstream Radio. Uh, tune in, we're on. Um, but but um, if you go to our page, you see everything we do. And uh, uh, our, I'm telling you, we're we're on a, a spiral. I mean, we're we're going up. Uh, up a hill with uh, members, new members every day. The last two days, I mean, like I said, we're not Howard Stern, but we're getting 20 members a day, and that builds up. And and uh, and just you know. just just be sure your guests are interesting. If they don't talk and they haven't got what to say, don't even have them on, because your show is about talking. I want to make one quick story because he mentioned something about his Italian wasn't good. 
my first movie I ever made was That Kind of Woman with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter. Now, extras are not allowed to talk to the stars, but I don't give a shit. That's Sophia Loren. Fuck all of you. So I walked over to Sophia and I, <laughs> I sat down in George Sanders' chair and I began speaking Italian to her. So she said back to me in English, she said, your Italian is as bad as my English. <laughs> and she was, she was gorgeous and sweet. And a guy came over and he said, hey, because I was a soldier. He said, hey, soldier, back to where you're supposed to be. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. She said, let him sit here. He's very nice. And then we shot in Central Park and then we shot in Grand Central Station. And when the shoot was over, I said, Sofia, una grande piacere. Eh, tu sei molto bellissimo e bella, la più bella donna in tutto il mondo. And she said, oh, grazie, Rolando. So you're both kind. Well, she called me Rolando. That's my real name. And uh, she was just lovely, beautiful, wonderful Italian, you know, nice. Well, I'm going to just say this. Heart. No disrespect. For me, Italy is the entire boot and the, uh, the soccer ball, Sicilia. But what makes Italy the heartbeat. Oh, that was good. Is Napoli. And we're Napoli down. Uh, Naples is the heart of Italy. End of story. Well, my grandfather was Napolitan. And Be that's Napoli. where Sophia Loren and, and this, well, she, this, she came from outside of Naples. I don't but, know if you if you know this story. She was she interviewed. Campania too, Mike. She was yeah, Campania. She was she was in an interview. She was from Pizzoli. Pizzoli. She was from. She was in an interview, and I don't yeah. know who I don't know remember who it was. But it was a good, maybe 15, maybe even possible. No, it was about 20 years ago. And this interview, he asked Sophia Loren, so are you very proud to be Italian? She said, no, she I'm not said, Italian. She said, you remember this? She says, Absolutely. I am not Italian. I am Neapolitan. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, the same thing with Sicilians. If you say, "Are you Italian?" they say, "No, so no." Not, not all. Not all of them, but the hardcore. Yes, they, they all I'm say Sicilian. they're Sicilian. Now, my father was from Genoa. My mother was from Venezia, and my my grandfather was da Napoli. So I'm a good blend of Italy, north and middle. Yeah. Um, I look. Nobogi, up, I, say, look up, I look Napolitan. Nobogi tutto goes. Yeah, the when you, yeah. if you saw me young with black hair and, yeah. you know, I'm dark and black. I you understand very, what I said? That's very I'm Neapolitan. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Say it again. This is very Neapolitan. Nubalgi e tutto goes. A little of everything there. No. A little of everything. I know Napolitan. Sfacime de putana. Make sure, make sure you don't leave. We don't make sure we don't close off until we do a not so, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> I love you guys. It's such fun being with you. You you, you make my day because out here they're all, you know, white and blonde. Hey, right. What? You want, you want to hear another curse word you learn? That's a, that's a good one. Say, ah, festa de mamata. No, mamma uh, mia. No. That, that, that's la faccia de mamata. No festa. No, no. Napoli is festa. Yeah, but right. you know what? Una festa is the pussy. Yeah. 
Listen yeah, well, to mama. Not funny. Well, that's, that's, yeah, you know, that's not nice. Saying you guys, it. it's not good to, to say that shit if you don't tell us uh, what it actually means. Well, so, to Andrew, say tell your mother's pussy is not nice. <laughs> but you could say la facha di mama. Well, you know, just, just you know, like there's Facebook, say. right? You know, there's Facebook, right? Yes. Uh huh. There's yeah. also Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wait, people. I, I mean, so many of my friends say, ah, bafangul. No, it's not bafangul. It's vai fare in culo, which means go stick it up your ass. Right. Well, actually, yeah. if you're all the way in the north, all in the way, it's vade padel q, if you're in <laughs> But anyway. <laughs> no, in, in where my father came from, all the people say mobelin. Mobelin is my dick. And it was not looked upon as vulgar or dirty. And I went, I stayed in Italy for a year with my grandmother and my uh, cousin took me to meet his girlfriend, told me not to tell my other cousin he was married to. And I said, okay, so we go meet the cousin. And I said to him, Pier Luigi, keep your mouth shut. I'm going to play a joke. So this broad is there. And I pretended I couldn't speak Italian. I said, scusa mia, no, no, parlara italiano. And then she looked at me and she starts rambling in Italian. And then I turned around and I said, Bruta Madonna, putana, and I went off and off and I used all the Genovese filthy words. Uh, I mean, everything I said. And she went hysterical. I thought you were, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna continue with ganaki instead of gnocchi. Oh, I love that instead one. of spaghetti. No, my, my, my ex-wife, my ex-wife, when she said, you want ganuki, I said, yeah, I like ganuki. You know, let's, go have some, let's go to bed and have some Let's ganuki. go have some ganuki. But that's what she called in Yorkie, is gookie. And then we, well. we love when they call um, Mani Cody. Wow, look at it. He's going to make you an espresso. Wait, Mani Cody. Yeah, man, no, Manicotti. So hang on real quick, you guys, because we've only got like two minutes because we've got another guest coming in. First of all, is Facebook your only social media? Hey, hey, green guy. Hey, green guy. That's the sleeper. Just call him the sleeper. Hey, the sleeper. Hey, what's up? Can I say something really quick? Please do me a favor. Say hello to John and Teresa Vecchio. Hey, John. Hello, John and Teresa Vecchio. How you doing? How you doing? Because Giovanni, he... Ciao, Giovanni and Teresa Vecchio. Vecchio. Because they definitely are going to watch the show and they listen to you all the time. Oh, absolutely. Before I knew you, because when I said, to you, I said to Johnny, you got to watch these guys. He said, oh, yeah, I got them already on my Facebook or something. So do you guys have anything else besides, like, is there an Instagram, a wise guy's Instagram or anything else? I think, you know, I think the best place to find us is on our, our Facebook group page. We have an entertainment page, but uh, our group page is our base, our home base. And then anything after that, well, you know, like YouTube and uh, we, we do, do, we do have an Instagram though, wise guy show. Yeah. It's called wise guy show. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we, we use, we use it now and then, but our, our base is, is definitely our Facebook group, yeah. which is really blowing up little by little now. It's just, it's just a matter of time. Got well, it. we're going to be in New York. Oh, and by the way, Ron, not to, I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, I did post your uh, interview with us, uh, just just your interview, uh, separate, uh, just uh, yesterday. I oh, good, whatever. I, I, who cares about it's me? Anytime, anytime you say New York, 
uh, New York, I gotta go. New York, New York. Yeah, well, save it to the stage. Listen, that was really good. He, all, all Italians can sing. Um, when I'm, Jimmy. What can we do? Right. Wait, 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 wait. I have to do a plug. Jimmy and I are going to be in New York in September for Soho Johnny's big event. So definitely we're going to hook up with you guys and have a nice pasta and a glass of wine, and we could really let loose and have a good time. If you come to Hoboken, not yep. only are you going to see that the star of Sinatra, we're in Sinatra Park at Blue Eyes Restaurant, Wood Fire Brick Oven Pizza, the number one view of New York City on the Hoboken side. Okay. And that calls for a nacho. Can we do a nacho? If ever you come to Palm Springs, listen, if you come to Palm Springs, 20 minutes away from our house is the cemetery where Frank is buried. Oh, you definitely. Or you, you could go and visit. To bring us. Vi visit. Okay. Great. I see his ghost every night in front of the house. Let's go. go. Let's okay. let's do a nacho. Are we ready? We close uh -huh. off with a nacho. Oh, Uno, dos, tres. I like love it. All right, guys. Everybody, tune in to the Wise Guys Show. Thank you so much for coming on the show, you guys. We appreciate it. It was lots of fun. Everybody will join your page. And, you guys are great. And Just we'll see great. you when we go to New York. I can't wait. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ron. We'll Thank see you. you then. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Ciao, Belly. Ciao. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Hey, everybody in the chat room. Hope you guys what enjoyed nice that. Guys. Nice guys. And These uh, are the kind of guys I grew up with. You know, I'm so comfortable with uh, with them because I know that you can say whatever you like. And uh, and then God forbid you're in trouble, your car broke down, or you got somebody that's not nice to you. You can call your friends and they'll stick up for you and they'll help you with a flat. They'll come out at three o'clock in the morning if your car is broken down somewhere and you're in the rain. They, this is this is old Brooklyn, New Jersey, New York, Italian uh, culture. Gotta love it. All right, everybody. Now we're gonna bring on our next guest. Bring him in. Bring him in. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing, Kevin? What's up, gentlemen? Hey, good. What, what'd oh, you think? You what good. you think of the guests before you? <laughs> they were they were very entertaining, you know, and I did not realize how white I am with the way that I talk about Italian stuff. I do say Italian. I do say gnocchi. I do. That's one of the only <laughs> ones. But living out here in California, I realize I white up everything else that I say. And some oh, people try to collect correct me, but I'm like, look, it's like L's sound like L's to me. I don't know. They're not white. Yeah. I say El Polo Loco, and I'm like, I'm, I just want to <laughs> get some you, chicken. You, you, you definitely could play an Italian in a movie. You look Italian. Yeah, okay. thank you. Yeah, I've done, I've, I've done that a couple times, so hopefully uh, the next uh, fun one will be right and around. If ever you need a Guido accent, call me. I'll teach you how to talk like New York. You know, deal. Uh, yeah, I will happily come out and spend a couple of days out in Palm Springs with you guys, no, and I'll seriously. just I'll pick up on everything that you say. No, when I see certain movies and I see these actors doing a New York accent, I want to puke. It is so bad. It is so not real. They over accentuate it. It's it's just a slight slang. It's not how they do it. And and I really, I, who was it that was doing an Italian accent somewhere? Uh, Jason Finney needed help. Jason Finney needed help with an Italian accent. I it rather was terrible. I wanted to eat glass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, at least so. it was a some. nightmare. All right, hang not, on, everybody. Not, hang on, hang on. All right, everybody. He never I, got it right. I need a good introduction here. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, writer, director, superstar, actor, stunt performer, Kevin Caliber. Hello and welcome to the show. 
Thanks so much for having me, guys. Always love running India. It's so nice to actually have a time to sit down and have an, a proper chat whenever we're not being pulled in a million directions. Because you guys are like the kings of the red carpet. Every time I see you, I get about 15 seconds of FaceTime, and then, you know, there's a million people to, to greet and shake hands and hug no, and all that me, good stuff. Let me tell you something. You are so handsome in person. In the chat room, they're all you right, know, and he is no, so no, gorgeous. No, 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 no. Girl, ladies, put new batteries in your vibrator. And gay guys, get over it. He's straight. But in person, you're 3D. In film, you're 2D. You're handsome as hell in 2D, but you're magnificently gorgeous in 3D. And I say that as if you were my son, not like an old fag trying to hit on a cute guy. <laughs> but um, no, seriously. Even Teresa Saban's in the chat room no, going, oh, is, my God, is he gorgeous. And you know what? Not only is he good looking, he's got the body of death. You have to see the movie. Am I in that movie? Mary, no, you're not. I'm not in bed. No. Oh, I forget. You should have been. No, but I forget all the friggin' junky movies I'm in. Uh, Barry is about a, te a huge life-size teddy bear that kills people, and we went to the screen. The movie two weeks opens ago. up with him, half naked, possibly almost all naked, banging some broad. So it was a very provocative opening because we see this gorgeous guy with this beautiful body and this gorgeous woman with nice tits and everything bouncing, and, and it was very interesting. So hold on, everybody. First of all, before we start talking more about you, we have a chat room full of people, and, and they're all talking about how gorgeous you are. So say gorgeous. hi to everybody in the chat room. Well, hello, everybody in the chat room. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope that you know, the words that come out of my mouth make you not want to think that I'm ugly afterwards. And hopefully you still find no, me charming no, no, no. and enjoyable. Listen, Say hi to Teresa, too, because Teresa is really like, she's like, oh, my God. He's hey, Teresa. Years ago, <laughs> years ago in New York City, I met Bernadette Peters. And the first thing out of my mouth was, you're going to be a great star. She said, how do you know? I said, I just know. When I met you, I said to you, you're going to be a great star. And I just know when the right movie comes along, I don't mean a horror movie, I mean a real movie, and a good, smart PR person or producer or uh, somebody knows what you've got, you're going to be as big as all those other guys in Hollywood. You're, you're going to go places because you really have wonderful speech, beautiful body, gorgeous face, and you're nice. And you're not into yourself. And your girlfriend and I had a long talk and she said, Ashley, hi, Ashley. We're saying yeah, hi to Ashley. Hi, say hi to Ashley. <laughs> hey, That's there, her name, there. right? That's her name, right? I hope I didn't And I said to her, how does he get that body? She said he works out every single day. So if you guys want to see what that body actually looks like, go to Instagram. He's got a great Instagram and uh, his Kevin Calibers, K-E-V-I-N-C-A-L-I-B-E-R. Let's follow him on Instagram. Um He's gorgeous, and I want to tell everybody like a little story. So like two or two and a half years ago, we went to a terrible movie premiere, and I didn't even know that you were in it. I didn't even know you were in that movie. Like you were there, and I thought, oh, when we talked what to you, the movie? it was Tales of Frankenstein, and oh, it was all was, these different Frankenstein bomb bomberos. And I didn't even know you were in it. And, and, and I, I remember huh? talking to you, and you didn't even tell us you were in it. <laughs> <laughs> and you were at the premiere. I just thought, oh, here's a celebrity guy at the premiere. You know, we're like meeting him. And so, I mean, you know, not to knock anybody. Everybody's making their dreams happen and everything. But it wasn't a great film. And so then we saw him again at Barry, which we were thinking, oh, my God, I wonder if this movie's going to be any good. And we're it was. We're, I like we're good it. friends with Thomas Haley and Jessica Cameron. And sh and French is a dear friend. Of and Sarah ours. French is a good friend of ours. Very so we friend. drove in Sarah. for it. 
And I have to say, for a low-budget indie horror film, it it's probably good. one of the best low-budget indie horror films. And when I say low-budget, I'm talking like 500000 and under. And I know the budget of this was very, very low. But it was better than almost any film we've seen. It was original. It was different. Uh, everybody acted really good in it. There weren't any really shitty actors in it. And the whole film was super fun and enjoyable. We had a great time. We and I really hated you. Yeah, I hated you. Yeah, it was done. So, yeah, it was because so I did my good. job. Your part, you... You really killed it because I, I don't really get involved emotionally because I'm an actor. So I know the bullshit behind the scene. But I sat there and I said, this guy is a real Such a prick. prick. <laughs> and, and look how he's treating my lovely Sarah French. I hope he dies. And I don't want to give it away. Yeah, spoiler but, alert. But you did such a good did, convincing job of playing an asshole. And I was so happy when you died. I really was. Thank you. you, you good. Really, I was happy really, when I died too. I no, wanted you, you a played, very punchable character. You played yes. that part really well. I so, have to tell so you. So let me let me brag a little for you. So you guys some of the and, things... oh, wait, don't be ashamed of shitty movies because people say to me all the time, Oh, clown fear was such a piece of shit. And I say, I know I was in it. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, some of the other stuff you would have seen, because because uh, I mean, we're talking about some indie stuff, but he's he's actually a super mainstream kind of guy for anybody who liked the TV series Future Man, uh, which which has starred the guy from all the like uh, Josh. What's his name? Hunger Games. Josh Hutcherson. Yeah. Josh Hutcherson. And uh, we have a very good friend, Robert Craighead, who was in that. Oh, um, look, yeah, Robert Robert is great. He was one of my favorites from that show. I He's love great. Ro Robert's a great guy. And uh, we also had a, a kid actor that's a friend of ours that his mom's a photographer. Now I forgot his name. Isn't that funny? But anyway, Future Man, which is a super mainstream, fabulous show that you were in a bunch of in, uh, episodes of. And then um, you're in Tyler Perry's The Have and The Have Nots, which you're in a ton of episodes of that. And we've actually had like several. We're friends with a lot of people that are in that. It's a phenomenal show. I had no idea that it had been on so long. You know, for some reason in my head, I was thinking it might have like twenty episodes. It has like a hundred and something episodes. Yeah, I, I was personally in I think twenty five episodes, and I did I did three seasons on that one. It actually just had its series finale last Tuesday. So last night they did the reunion show, all that stuff. Had John Schneider. I got to most of my parts got to be with him my whole first season. I think every scene that I was in was with him. And just again, a, a great work environment that you just can't like you hear about these things, you're like, how in the hell are these shows so successful? And you go there and you experience it. And honestly, my experience down shooting that down in Atlanta was better than almost every experience I've actually had in Hollywood. I think that Hollywood really needs to take a page out of Tyler Perry's book and out of the way that they treat people. Everybody's like a family down there. And well, it's just such a friendly environment. You just, you, you want it to, to succeed. It's the South. You know, Jimmy put you in his call list. If a part comes up in one of his movies, he's going to call you. Jimmy does not do shitty $2 movies. <laughs> Jimmy's movies are all in the millions of dollars, and they're major and we're shooting them all in Atlanta. Wait, they're major feature films that are shown in theaters throughout the world. So I want yeah, you to I did, know that. I did. I did. I did put you Appreciate on my it. list now. That, that's uh, how much we both believe in you. I think you're going to be a got. superstar. And yeah. for the haves and the have-nots, like one of my business partners in my production company is his name is Alessandro Fulcito. He's a big stunt guy, and he's actually in three episodes of the Have and the Have-nots. Also, uh, so he was in, it, and he lives in Atlanta. He's in every major thing, like. When that new rock movie comes out, uh, he, he fights the rock, you know, in the movie that's coming Dope. out. I forgot. Red Notion or Red Red something. Red Notice. Uh, but also, uh, John Schneider's been on our show several times, and I'm very good friends with his publicist. And I'm a publicist, so we get along really well. And he's been on our show twice. 
and uh, Oscar Torre was in it. I don't know if you know Oscar Torre, but yeah. like, he, he's been on our show. He's Very cool. Like, he's on my like red carpet like list to invite people to events. Excuse me, I have bronchitis, and uh, that's fine. Um, so I think that those two things, uh, those are because those are like mainstream, super huge, successful mainstream credits. So you know, congratulations on that. How long have you actually been like like pursuing acting? I've been doing it full time for coming up on a decade now. I was doing it part time. I played music throughout my 20s back in uh, Missouri. I booked my first pilot out of Missouri and I didn't realize how few pilots actually get picked up. So that was about a decade ago and it got picked up uh, or we did the pilot. I was under contract and then the show didn't get picked up. And the the day that the show didn't get picked up was the day I I decided that I was going to go all in and move to L.A. and do that. So coming up on a decade and yeah, I've been, been very fortunate. I, I, do, I like playing a little bit of everything. I've obviously played in the, in the horror world. I love those people. Uh, the, they're just, uh, the horror community is just, it's funny for, for the stuff that they create, they're actually the nicest people. Whereas yes, I've noticed that a lot of people that do comedy are actually really wound tight. It seems to be. And I'm not, it's, it's probably not fair to make a blanket statement. Like people no, who you're do right. comedy aren't fun. No, you're hundred percent right. You're but right. It really, I, I, it really feels like that. I was in a couple of shows with Joan Rivers years ago, uh, stage and in the green room, she was quiet, wound up tight. Like you said, the minute she got on stage, she was Joan Rivers. Um, it, it, it's difficult. Well, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm getting old. That's okay. Now nah, you're so, you're in your prime. Yeah. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. You're in your early thirties, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in my late thirties now. But uh, again, I take take as good a care of myself as I you possibly can. You look good. Can. You look like you're I appreciate your, that. You look 30, 31 years old. So you have a longevity longevity career. Also, I do all of the movies that I do, and I've got three of them out right now, only because I love working with the kids. I feel young. I feel terrific. I love Marcel Waltz. I love Sarah French. I love Thomas uh, Haley. Haley. I love Jesse Cameron, uh, Sadie Katz. These are my pals. By the way, I hope soon we're going to go to Jesse and Thomas's wedding. What do you think? Oh, yeah. You know, I actually Ooh. saw them again the other night. They came out to uh, support another festival. We're in the Antihero Fest. And, uh, it was actually a, a film that I, I was in. I, I, I had a smaller part in it, but it was actually my girlfriend, Ashley's, her film. She produced it and starred in it. And I, I, I was in a little part of it, and I did the stunts and all that. But it actually won. won. Best, the be, yeah, the best horror short. I was proud of it. Congratulations, Ashley. Congratulations. Yeah, also, so, yeah. You have another horror movie, too, that I don't think it's out yet because I was talking to Thomas about it, but we know everybody in it. It's called Desert Moon, and it's also a Thomas Haley indie film starring Sarah French, you, Richard Grieco. Richard. Thomas Haley, James Duvall, Maria Olson, Tyler Gallant, Charles Chudabala, Julianne Prescott, and you and all those people except for Charles have been on our show. Do you know how oh, I and Brooklyn. Thomas oh, and Brooklyn Brooklyn Haley, is yes. also in that. It was the yes. first time I actually got to work with Brooklyn. So that was oh. fun. Yeah. Jen Jen Nangle is also in that, who yes. is Malvolia. It was yeah, great, great crew on that one as well. Again, you whenever you get these these kind of groups, it's, uh, you know, it's so much fun to, Ooh, who's, who's in this one and how can we make right. that? Because you don't want to work with the same people over and over again, because at some point the monotony does kind of show up on screen. But at the same time, whenever you're talking about the longevity of careers, uh, over, over the period of time, I, I think that was mine and Sarah's, I believe that was our third movie together. We had a scene in death house together where we were the two victims of Sid Haig, the icicle killer. And then, uh, 
then we did another indie together and then then of course with uh with barry, barry. so and with thomas hale i think i've worked with him three or four times we actually met on set as actors and then he invited me to be in his movie i tried to be have him be in one of my movies so it's uh it's kind of it's a it's a fun thing whenever you whenever you realize how good a people these are and you could be the the best looking person, the best actor, but if you're an asshole, I'm not going to come work with you. Absolutely. It's just, it's not going to happen. I agree that, 100%. That, that, wait, that goes for directors as well. Let me tell you the story how I met Richard Grieco. I was peeing at a urinal. He came next to me. Wait, we were at a red carpet premiere. And he peed at his <laughs> urinal. And as we both were peeing, I looked at him. I said, my name is Ron Russell. I'd like you to come on our TV show. And he looked at me like I was off the wall. And then outside later in the lobby, I said, seriously, I said, I wasn't trying to look at your dick. I was trying to get you on my TV show. <laughs> so now he goes hysterical laughing and he did. He and he's become a friend yeah, and he's friend. become a friend of ours. And he's really a, a deep, interesting, cool guy. I like him a lot. So I yeah. have several little questions for you. Um, and, and the first one, so you did a movie called Bite, and don't say what it's about yet. Is that a movie that anybody can see someplace? Yeah, I believe that one's on, um, I think it was on Amazon. That one was one. It came out a couple of years ago, so it kind of did its circuit thing like like most of them. I know it was up for pretty big awards at one time, so it was mainstream distribution. I kind of, I kind of lose track of them, you know. Sometimes are you the star? Are you like the star of it? I I am not. I'm not the star of it. It was another gentleman that I met, and it's actually, ironically, it's, uh, it's not, it's. uh, People get bit, but it's actually bed bugs that do. The I know fighting. that's why I so, want to bring because Ron is terrified of I bed will bugs. I not see that movie. It's about an army of human-sized bed bugs. Do not, do not invite us. I will never it's, go. It's a, it's, it's a it fun thing, out. but Ron, you, you don't, you don't need to watch that. He's one. so you afraid can, of bed bugs. I'm, not, I'm not afraid of them. I despise them. <laughs> You know, when, I, when we travel and we go to motels, I bring a plastic sheet to put over the mattress. I have a blue light. I check and I bring my own pillow. That's how nuts Good I am. Good for you. Yeah, those, it's traumatizing. Something oh, like that will stay with you. Literally, that, I figured Bed bugs biting. Get out of here. No, no. That movie's got to be disgusting. So the other thing, though, that I want to, because I was looking Ooh. on your IMDb, and and you have a lot of, like, Superman. I don't know if those are, like, fan filmy kinds of things or what they are, but you literally – would make I think you're a better you would make a better Superman than the one they have on the TV show now. Uh, I, I, I appreciate I that. Um, you look so, like so Superman. You should th- be fucking you. Superman. Well, no, he should it's be. Funny you, it's funny you say that because uh, I, I actually was the Superman of Supergirl, the original one, and and then they they shot that out of Warner Brothers here in L.A. We shot it out at you know uh, it was on CBS at the time. It did one season on CBS and then CBS axed it, but then they moved it over to the CW to let it join that, that universe. And then whenever it did that, it moved to Vancouver. And then I never even had a shot, uh, shot to audition for it, but, uh, the silhouettes, the, all the actiony stuff that was, that, that was all me. So that actually was me and uh, the original Supergirl Superman. So I appreciate it. Tyler's done uh, a, a good job with it, but uh, I get that from a lot of people. The, I the Superman fandom looking. is the best. You know, I I love I love our horror fans, but the Superman community is uh, is about as diehard and as fun loving because it, there's a little Superman inside of everybody. So absolutely, it's, uh, and everybody's either had a shirt or a logo or something throughout the years. I mean, even me, I still you know it's I have uh, just one of those something. Too. And I was happy to meet superman at that wonderful cocktail party in beverly hills we went to what's his name the, the cute guy the superman guy tyler 
No, no he didn't. we've never met Tyler. No, I, this guy's I used to a, know his ex girlfriend. This guy's a big, big name actor. Who? The, big, the guy that plays Superboy, Superman, Super Zero, some shit. Superman. We met him at the cocktail party. We have pictures. Oh, with the him. actual. Uh, the, oh, he's talking about Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Oh, okay. Yeah. He knows Dean Kane. Dean Kane is really such a nice guy, friendly and warm, and he was just so wonderful uh, at the party. Uh, we I, meet so many people. I forget like, no, but, who, who plays. There's so many Superman, but I think that with for you and I think Tyler did a great job. And I had a chance to meet him. Tyler Grant. No, no. Oh. Uh, he used to date Rachel Brooke Smith. Do you know Rachel Brooke Smith? Um, she's no, like a, she's in a bunch of cool movies and um, dance movies because she's like a dancer. And uh, I'm pretty sure they used to like date. And so I thought through her, maybe we would meet him. But then we didn't. And then he got Superman. And then he, and now he kind of like blew up. But he was also in uh, the werewolf thing on. Uh, uh, the werewolf show on uh, another MTV. brain dead. No, a really good one. I forgot. Oh, you. Um, uh, Teen Wolf or which one? Was and he Teen in? Wolf. Yeah, he was in Teen yeah. Wolf. You know, yeah, he's, done, I, he's done some really good stuff. I, I think I'm, he's I'm, a great. I'm, I'm actually a big fan of his as, as an actor. He was in Palm Springs last year, which I'm not sure if you guys watched Palm Springs, the Andy Samberg movie. It was one of my favorite movies that came out last year, and he he played the dick. He played close to the guy that I was in Barry, I guess you could say. So uh, the parallels are definitely there. He's oh. one that I could look at and say, like, I would love to, to be able to do that. Or you brought up Richard Grieco. Like if I could do a film, like if looks could kill and it could be oh. my, my, my fun, fun, you know, one, like I would love to like anybody out there, you want to redo that. I, I I'll, I'll pretend like I'm still in high school or, or you could change the storyline, but it's things like that, that that's what I makes agree. me wait, as a wait, fan. I want, I want to ask you a question, and I ask this to many actors. Um, were you directed to play the part you played as well as you did, or where did you get it from to do it? So with, with that one in particular for Barry, it was actually, it was amazing because like we said, it's, it depends on the environment that you're in. So I had gotten reached out to by the director, Alex Swang, to come and audition. I had met Alex one time on set before uh, from a movie that we, we, we were both playing cops. And, and uh, so he, he hit me up on Facebook. So I go to this audition and I walked in and sitting behind the table was him, his wife and Thomas Haley, because they're all the three producers. And then Sarah French was in the room with me. And there was just something about how comfortable you feel whenever you're in a warm environment, because auditioning is terrible. It really is like even trying to do it and get, you know, I want to be directed, but I also like want to use my first instinct so with that one, it was just one that really, I just made it up myself and then went in there and it was almost fun to, to like, look at Sarah and be doing the lines with her and just trying to crush her in so many ways. Like <laughs> it, it just really felt good. And she's such a giving actress. She just, I mean, on set, she was the, the real tears. I mean, everything you could feel it and you feed off of it as an actor. And she wasn't worried about looking beautiful in every shot. She was worried about getting a performance. So I did get a little bit of direction. Uh, Alex did have a vision of how he wanted me to be. More of it was just about the, um, the blocking and pacing. But for the most part, it was me that was really bringing it out. And it was just taking a cataclysm, you know, just a combination of everything that I know and what I've seen that I think works and just playing it to my advantage. Because I play a lot of assholes. I mean, look at me. I look like I'm probably an asshole. Yeah, and I, I know. But some some people do it in a way where it's rough. I tell Sarah all the time. I'm one of her biggest fans from Blind. Uh, I tell Sarah 
I said, well, I write this. I said, Sarah French does not act. She is. And I want to say the same thing about you, what you did in that movie. You didn't act. You were. Um, when an actor acts and the audience knows he's acting, the value of the performance is gone. The trick is not to let the people think you're acting, but to become who you are. And you did that. I was very impressed with your performance, my friend, or we wouldn't have given you such hollabaloo. <laughs> Thank you. No, that really means a lot. Especially no, I'm coming serious. From somebody like because you, you I'm, I'm sure you've seen more, more oh, movies and, oh, and performances. I've than... seen millions of movies since I was a kid. I don't forget, I know all the Hollywood glamour of years ago. All of those people were my friends, so I would go to premieres for like Humphrey Bogart or whatever, or Lauren Bacall, whatever. So cool. And your performance was real. Sarah's is real. Uh, the movie was fun. I enjoyed it, but I think you two made it better. No offense to the girl that you were banging. She was kind of annoying. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to hit her. No, it wasn't her. It was a friend. No, no it, wasn't. it was Sarah he was banging. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Beginning. Who was in? Oh, I think I got movies confused. No, who played Sarah's girlfriend? Our friend, oh, Felicia. Uh, he, Felicia. He, Felicia. Felicia. <laughs> and Felicia. I thought Felicia was a bit much. And I said to myself, I'm going to tell her, play it down. You know, you were bouncy and drinky. And, and we love Felicia. She's been on and the show. And I love her. She's, a oh, very she's amazing. Good, I love Felicia. She's a very good friend of ours. And I just was disappointed in her performance. I expected so much better from her. It almost looked like she was trying to upstage everybody. And that's. I don't like looking at, but um, I didn't think she was bad. No, I no, I love was... Felissa, but you know, Felissa's personality is that bubbly personality. She plays that a lot. She's in the movie. I'm in the big friggin' rat and she's a camp person and she gets killed by the rat and she's even bubbly and hysterical in that. <laughs> so I think that's, she's just a bubbly hysterical actress, which is okay because in the horror films, that's what they like. Which works. So I want to go back to I want to go back because I didn't understand some of these things. So because I really do think that uh, you need to get a break and you need an agent to like pitch you for something. No, let me tell super, you something. Hang on, wait, wait. Let no, me wait a minute. I got to correct you. His work record is very good. No, no, but he should be super fucking man. Like they, you know, they were looking because well, they said that one guy wasn't coming back for Superman, but now I guess he's coming back for the DC movies. Like you, yeah, would Henry Cavill. Yeah. yeah, like you could replace Henry Cavill in two well, freaking seconds. Do you know anybody you could plug him to? No, I don't. But I wish I did. So if anybody I, out there is connected with anybody with the new Superman. Plug you this, should be Superman. Put this though. guy's name. So in, in Supergirl, then, so it, so it's is it your it's not is it your because I I only watched the first episode of Supergirl. I didn't actually watch it. So like, are, are you you're in the first season? But is it not your face? It's just your body doing the action. It's not real. Yeah, you can't. They uh they do a lot of silhouettes. So whenever we did the pilot for it, which was funny because I went in for a Superman type. Whenever I went in for the audition, and it was funny to go go there and just seeing that in the room with all these guys are like, yep, every one of these guys can be Superman. And then, <laughs> and, and I didn't even know what it was for. It just said Warner Brothers pilot. That's all it says. Warner Brothers pilot, Superman type. And it's not until I actually went to the bathroom and there was a sign over the toilet. I can't remember exactly what it said, but it said like, uh, be a Superman or, or it was like, uh, be, be polite because there are super girls working here that have to sit on the toilet. So, like, you know, like wipe up that, after that's yourself. That's right. Like, funny. It was, it was something in that. And I'm just staring at it like, 
was this? And then, so, so I go out and I meet with the director and it came down to, to two actors and we, we go outside and we do a, uh, we actually took, took us outside on the second audition, actually did like a screen test right then and there. And so they take the two of us and then they're all huddling up. The, the director was Glenn Winters who did Smallville. That was his big one. So they brought him in to do the pilot episode and we did a screen test right then and there. And they came over to me and said, hey, can you go to costume department right now and start on a fitting? Because they built the super suit to me. It took about a month to build. So I went right then and there. And and so whenever we're on set, Glenn was so excited. He's like, oh, we're going to do this and this and this. And then you could kind of tell that the politics were already getting involved because there's the, the people from the network, the people from Warner Brothers, DC, everything. And they were already kind of at, at odds. There was rewrites before we're even, as we're shooting the scenes. And basically what it boiled down to is they're like, we don't really, we want to know that it's Superman, but we don't really want to see Superman because we don't want to take away from Supergirl. We have to, she's the star of the show. Right. She's not, yeah, not Supergirl. Superman, Supergirl, 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 which I, I get, you know, so I, um, so whenever it actually came out, I actually talked to somebody that worked in the effects department and they said that they were the one doing the renderings of the, of the edits and of how much silhouette. And they just kept saying like, blow them out more, blow them out more, like more silhouette. -y. We're seeing too much. We don't want this. So, so you literally see the hands, the cape, my full silhouette, and then the reach of Superman state pulling her out of the pod that she's in. And then later on in the season, you'll see a, a swoop in or a, you know, you see like the shot, like in between my boots shooting, uh, right. Dean Kane was actually on that set. It was uh, Helen Slater and Dean Kane. That was my, that was my, oh shit, this is real moment. Whenever they took me to hair and makeup and I'm sitting in between, I got Helen Slater, the original Supergirl from yeah, the movie. The and then of course, Superman Dean Kane. Superman. That is so yeah, cool. So, so I'm sitting in between them. We're like, okay, I guess this is, uh, this is the real deal. So I am a big superhero. Like I collect horror movie memorabilia and superhero stuff. So I have like all these action figures and stuff and like, and I'm, I'm super I'm excited. I'm super excited about like Suicide Squad, the new one. And we have a friend who's like one of the main characters in it. And and like I, I see you, though, playing. I mean, I really see you as Superman, but like you've got the physique and the acting chops. You need to be in a superhero. No, in one he, of these. I want to say something. Do you have stills, nice, clear stills of yourself in this Superman uniform? Yeah. Costume? I mean, they're, they're, okay. they're OK. okay. There's well, so many. Wait, NDAs, hang on. Hang on. Yes, hang on. Hang on. Give them to your agent and tell your agent to send them to whoever is casting Superman. You never know. Never I mean, know. Wait, I, didn't know, I didn't know you were Superman. Here's what, otherwise, here's what we need to do. Uh, we need to figure out a comic book character that hasn't had a movie yet and see if we can get the rights and build Flash the whole story Gordon. around you. Make a wonderful now, this Flash, Flash Gordon, Gordon. We already have Flash Gordon's already. I, met, I worked with Flash Gordon last month. <laughs> uh, which guy. one? Which one? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ted, Ted, uh, no, you mean the, the flesh Gordon guy, the blonde, yeah, the, the oh. old guy. Oh, he's yeah. a doll. We love yeah, him, he's great. Oh, yeah, Sam, just worked Sam. With him last Sam, month. Sam, Sam, yeah, yeah, just oh, worked with him cool. last month. He's great, or maybe, maybe two months ago, but yeah, just worked with him recently. It was a lot of fun, yeah. I want to play in a Flash Gordon movie, I want to play Flash Gordon's grandfather. There's a guy here in Cal, <laughs> there's a guy here in the desert who has. A original movie props and he doesn't let people in really to see it but a friend of ours knew him and so got me in because he knows i'm into all that he has like an original c3po an original like robbie the robot and, and he a, has the actual stratus original sled. stratus sled from flash gordon from the 30s from the 1936 wow. film i mean it was like that freaking beautiful awesome. silver stratus sled i was a, a flash gordon fiend as a kid
I, I love we should, Flash though. Gordon. We should find a project or find a way to get you a project to be a superhero because that's my favorite fucking shit. Like, I can't wait for Suicide Squad oh, yeah. to come out. Oh, I'm yeah. So James excited. Gunn is a genius. I love him. Another boy from St. Louis. And I love it. Love seeing all, all of his stuff. I would absolutely love to be in one, one of their films. I think that. And I think you should be. So I think that's what we need to think about and figure out how to do it because – I don't know. I'm like an idea person. Like, I don't know what superhero we get. At worst case scenario, we create our own. If we can't yeah, I actually have a script one. for one that I one that I created. It was uh, my big project that I've been percolating for five years. And ironically, uh, it was, I want to say the weekend before lockdown, I went to the red carpet premiere of The Invisible Man out at... Uh, out at uh, the Chinese theater and you know, we're, we're good movie. in the line down the sidewalk and up the side. Movie. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Lee Wanell's another one that loved to do one, one, one of his films. She, I love his work. She, I should have been an upgrade. It was amazing. He was on our show. We had him on the show and the gal that starred in the, the invisible man. She did a brilliant job. Oh, she's so good. Wait yeah, a second. So go ahead. Too. So you, so, you- so, so we're at the, at the premiere and we're waiting in line, me and my girlfriend, Ashley, and we're just, we're, we're, we're shooting the shit, you know? And um, she says, well, tell me about one of these ideas. And I'm like, well, I got this one, you know, we don't have that one that I was like, oh, you know, I'm not really a writer. It's all scattered thoughts in my head. And I, so we're standing there for anybody who knows Hollywood or if you don't, I'll explain it. As you go down Hollywood Boulevard and then you wrap around the corner, there is a store there, Marshall's, you know, the, the retail store. Yeah. And so we're standing there. So just as a reference, I go, all right, so this guy, we'll call him the, uh, and I look over and say, the Marshall man. And um, then lockdown happened like a week later. And she goes, so what about that Marshall man? And I go, oh, you, you know, now it's kind of that put up or shut up. Like she says, I got the writing program. I know how to write. You, I'll organize your thoughts. So we went out to dinner. I want to say that night and wrote out the all, the three act structure, all the bullet points. And the next week we started writing. As soon as lockdown started, we gave ourselves a we gave ourselves the time and we made it happen. So that's what that's what I did during lockdown was create the character. So we have to crowdfund to turn it into a comic book, um, which you can do. I've I've, I've crowdfunded for that. Uh, you crowdfund it, you turn it into a comic book, you get the comic book for sale, and then we turn it into a movie. And uh, yeah, would love uh, it. I'm all yeah, about speak- it. So yeah. So speaking of creating a fun character and crowdfund. Uh, I actually, we just debuted the, uh, we just put out the trailer at the, at the last film fest for uh, my new film, 16 bits. This is one that we crowdfunded. We, uh, I executive produced and starred in, it took us a couple of years to make it, but it's all, it's almost done. Well, we're going to go public with the trailer probably next week. We've just been, you know, putting it out there for a couple special occasions so far, but that one's called 16 bits and actually play a character named wax waster in the thing. And it's a, a little throwback. It's supposed to be, it's a, it's a guy's 40th birthday party. And all he wants to do is hang out and have an adolescent birthday party and eat pizza and play old school video games like him and his buddies all did when they were 12 years old. And None of his buddies want to have anything to do with it because they're 40 years old. And why do they want to sit around and play video games like a child? So the guy gets depressed and uh, lo and behold, the, uh, his favorite video game character comes to life, comes out of the game and then shows them an amazing time. So they go out there and have the, the night of their lives. So oh, that's cute. Uh, so I play, I play the, uh, the, the video game character come to life. So I got a, I got real buff for that one. It was one of those ones that's uh most actors are like, I want to have to lose a lot of weight or get really fat. For me, it was, I want to get really buff because I'm playing a, basically a, you know, video game character come to life. So it's, uh, 
We're real excited about that one. The crowdfund went okay. We didn't raise what we wanted to, but we were able to make it happen. So yeah, it should be should be coming out soon. I'll certainly uh, share so it with everybody. Us, yeah, let us give us give out. us the name again. Yeah, so the movie bits. is sixteen bits. The character is Wax Waster. You can find him on uh, on Instagram at Wax Waster. Wax with two X's. W a x x w a s t e r. And it's sixteen bits movie. Wax Waster. I am Wax. You may not recognize me. I do have a beard and all the fun. Uh, the fun uh, stuff to go with it. But I tried to go full-blown character on that one. It was one that uh, really got behind. This is one that I could potentially would love to see a franchise come out of. It is in the horror-esque genre. To me, I think of it more as like a comedy action, you know, buddy comedy thriller with some horror elements. Because basically, it is, in video games, there are no rules. You see these Grand Theft Auto or these games where they just shoot whoever and do whatever. So basically, it's taking video game logic. I'm this big video game character that is used to doing whatever I want, but now I'm doing it in the real world. And, uh, That's so cool. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> made you, somebody made you a Funko, like an, uh, uh, an, an, right. a Funko Pop for it. That's right. <laughs> hang, on, hang on. So hold on. There. That's his character. Yeah, I kept I saying love, I wanted to be. I love yeah, those I want, I want to be. I want to be an action figure. That's, I do uh, that's too. I want to be an right? action. I want to be an action figure too. We we want to be comic books, so we're in two comic books that we uh, we're characters in two comic books. Actually, we play so ourselves cool. in two comic books. Yeah, but books. the guy that drew me made me look twenty one and gorgeous. And then Whoa. if you see me on screen, it's different. Have you ever seen me on? Oh, screen? Oh, Gregory Blair. Gregory oh, wait, Blair. Have is you in ever it. seen any? Gregory Blair. Have you ever seen me on screen? Any of the movies I'm in? Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. I've, I, which, I, which like one? I said, I was in the, Wait, which one? So I, I saw Clown Fear. Yeah, no. Uh, was <laughs> that, Clown Fear was that Sadie's film? Yeah, that's yes. Sadie's film. That's Sadie's right. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I love there, there was a couple. There was Clown Fear, Clown Hotel, and one other clown one that all came oh, out very close clown. to each other. Yes. But Clown Fear, yeah. I played a, a Minister Light in the Loafers. He's a Clown Fear, and he's <laughs> in Clown Motel too. Right. I um, play a sergeant. No, uh, General Milan. I'm, uh, that one I liked. God, you look really buff, though, in this, this, in, this in this wax waster thing. Your arms look like they're bigger than like, I got. I got jacked. I, uh, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I got, I, got, I got huge for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was after after quarantine started, I think I, I dropped about 20 pounds almost instantly because because uh, I couldn't hit the gym. I mean, I was I was trying to be as buff as I could. I wanted to be larger in life. You know, that was the idea. And whenever they pitched the idea, one of our producers pitched it to somebody to get full funding. We wouldn't have to worry about it. And first thing he says, oh, I could get this other guy to play Wax. So, you know, that was his his part of it. That's why we didn't take the money because he was going to, you know, basically take it from us. Right. And uh, and so the producer goes, oh, well, I already got a guy to play Wax. And he shows him a picture of me. The guy looks at it and goes, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's better. That's way, you know, way uh, you're better. Like, you're like totally like guy, and, and and you have such nice teeth too. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> they cost they cost me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like fabulous. So okay, so let's do a uh, let's do a uh, like a hypothetical bucket list kind of thing. I always like to do this with the actors who come on. So if you could, uh, there's uh, three parts to it. First part is if you could have ever been in any movie that's ever been made in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in? And then who's a bucket list male and female actor and actress that you're like, oh, my God, I'd really love to work with this person. All right. Well, um, I honestly, I think that the Terminator would have been the the uh, the coolest one. But I think I'm going to go the other way with it. And I mean, not the other way. I think I'm going to say Die Hard because there's something about oh. the vulnerability there that. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah, like I said, I want to do a one man or I want I'll do Die Hard. Uh, remember that there was that long list of Die Hard on a bus with speed, and Die Hard on a train, and yeah. all those. Uh, I would love to do one. I'll go do Die Hard in a retirement home or whatever. I, I don't know, whatever it is. I'd love to. <laughs> I, I I'd love do to do one, one of those. Movies. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you want to uh, be like? So your ultimate like thing would be to be an action hero. So you want to be like the next Rock. That's it. Yeah, it was uh, growing up in the. I mean, you see behind me. Uh, there's a picture of the. I have a rarity. Um, terminator poster up there it was uh just Ar- arnold slide they, they were my guys i mean i grew up in the 80s they were my movies that was if i could remake anything i'd probably do a buddy team up action comedy something like a like a remake of like tango and cash i think would have been a lot of fun or uh or like 48 hours something like that like i would just love to do something something along those lines but i as see far that as, though i actually see you doing that though because i see you know sometimes actors you ask them what they would want to be and then you can't picture what their dream is but with you i could see you as an action star like i could yeah, see you as an action star totally yeah so i've done you know i was a marine corps veteran so i know how to handle weapons i know how to carry myself things like that and that's actually done me very well let's say i get a little pigeonholed and uh you know i play douchebags i play cops i play buff guys sometimes i'm a buff douche cop so you know it's uh <laughs> so any, anywhere That's in that like realm, him. he's always a preacher <laughs> uh, he's either a he's always a mobster mostly um, i most of the, yeah, my, I my, my that, older yeah. movies i always played the tough guy uh the wise guy you know the guy that knows all the answers that people are afraid of so when i got offered i first of all i love sadie Katz. she's like my daughter one of my dearest closest friends and sadie said ron you could play the minister and we want you to be gay in, in it. I said, that's easy. So when I went to shoot it, the, the, the director came out and he said, uh, what was the name of the company that distributed it? Lionsgate. Lionsgate. Said, said no gay. I said, no gay. I accepted it because I wanted to be the gay minister. So I gave them a slight version of being gay. And they, they, they kind of let it go through. Um, it was fun for me not to be a hood killer tough guy. Don't you ever feel that way? Sometimes you play a part too many times and you rather go do someplace else. Absolutely. And that's why that's where it's fun as an actor to try and find different nuances because it's yeah. easy to put on that straight and narrow. For me, you know, my voice naturally drops down whenever I'm playing these authoritative characters. Yeah. And I just for some reason, I don't know yeah. why. I, but my, my natural speaking voice is more up here. And then that's what's fun, too, about about acting that uh, I notice anything, anything that I've gotten that I've like paid a, a high end coach for, because I, I do take it serious, obvious. So if I, if I need coaching, I'll get coaching, but I've never booked anything that I've been privately tutored or coached with and then went and auditioned for it. Everything that I've auditioned for, I was a version of myself and just going with my first instinct, you know, whether that was future man or the haves, they were just ones that I, the haves, I never even said the words out loud before I went to my audition. I was literally just running around Hollywood and went and popped in there. And whenever, what, what came out of my mouth, the very first very first take in the audition was the natural read. And, it, and I know that if I would have went to coaching for that, I would have, the line, everything would have been overthought, very precise. I, I don't uh, like that. Yeah. And, yeah. and just like you say, you could tell that people are acting whenever you do it. Stinks. And year, years ago, I go to, I go to a lot of the, the SAG, SAG questionnaires and all that. I love going to, to Q&As, premieres, all that. And I went to one years ago and I heard Brian Cranston speak. And I've been a fan of his since all the way back to 
shit, King of Queens and Seinfeld as these side characters. Then, of course, when he's the dad on Malcolm in the Middle. And then I, I started watching Break It Bad simply because of him. I remember watching episode one because I wanted to see see him. I had no he idea what phenomenal. it was about. He was phenomenal. And, yeah, and just absolutely phenomenal. So to f- see a trajectory of a career like that, because he could have easily, there's a lot of these guys that we see in old sitcoms. You're like, God, I used to see that guy in everything. How come he never did this or that? So to see a transformation with a guy like Cranston and then getting to hear him speak, and he just broke it down about the process and what he does. He seems like just such a giving person that uh, to answer your second question, it's Cranston is one that I would absolutely just love to, to be able to share share the scene, share a moment. Uh, what about a female? And son. What about a female then? For for female, it is uh, Charlize Theron. That's for, uh, kind of the same thing. That's fine. She, yeah, That's she is just we just, love uh, her. We yeah, love yeah, I, her. I, 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 she is so that she beautiful. And so, beautiful. So 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 beautiful to see where good, she good started actor, from and just yeah, and she puts everything into it, and you could see it with with these Absolutely. characters, and it's and it's hilarious to hear. I remember listening to her speak because she's one that I've done deep dives. I've listened to every every interview she's ever done, and just love it. And listen to her talk about Monster, and that was supposed to be a straight to DVD. It was actually straight to Blockbuster back when they used to still have those. And then they said they got the they got the funding for it, and uh, as they get the funding for it, it was. Uh, it was they, they. They just think they're getting like a lesbian love story with a hot Charlize Theron yeah. and a hot Christina Ricci. Uh, and then hold, the, on. And hold, hold on, I'm sorry because we only got like 30 seconds left. Oh no! Shit, we're running out of time. We're gonna fast. we're gonna bring you back because you're gonna have lots of stuff. And when your movie comes out, we'll come back again because everybody like loved you. You guys, this is yeah. Kevin Caliber. Follow him on Instagram, Kevin Caliber. Uh, if you do the superhero movie, I'd love to like come on board and help produce it, and because yes. uh, I'm like all about it. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. We want to say say hi to Ashley. Congratulations to Ashley and thanks everybody in the chat room. But um, uh, what else do you want to say? He's terrific. Yeah, he's and, terrific. And everybody should see his movies because you know. Thank you. Know, really appreciate. It. One well, quick other little plug: our TV show Job Guys just switched over to uh, YouTube yesterday. So look up Job Guys. I'm a star and produced that one too. We had a year on Amazon Prime. Now we're on YouTube. So there you'll find it oh, free for, you. for everybody. All right, you guys. Job guys. Good. Everybody check it out. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much, Kevin. And Have a great weekend. Kevin, we'll Thanks see so you much. at the next red carpet. Yes. Absolutely. Every right. time. Looking forward. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, babe. All right, All right everybody. Thanks good, so good, much. Good see you guys on social media. Yes. Check out Jimmy Star's World for everything new going on. And follow my new Instagram, Jimmy Star Official. Thanks, everybody. Bye. And watch Set the Record Straight, Ron Russell's interviews of the legends of Hollywood on YouTube.